0: Here we are at Fritz and Bergen, and Faith.com. It's Friday. It's uh, 9th of February, 2024. I wanted to mention the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. It's worth seeing. It's long. It's two hours. It's a little bit pedantic for some of you, uh, uh, but it's 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 part of your education. Consider it as part of your education. He's, uh, Putin spent the first 30 minutes talking about Russian history, and uh, Russian history is important because... <laughs> All of history is important, and unfortunately in America, in our American culture, in our American educational culture, uh, history is no longer seen as significant or important, uh, except as a, as a tool to manipulate um, the current political crisis. And so you'll never hear the end of the Holocaust, you'll never a- hear the end of uh, slavery in, in, in the Civil War, but that's all you'll hear about it. You won't hear about contexts. you won't hear about challenges, you won't hear about uh, uh, counter-arguments. You won't. They'll pick and choose and cherry-pick historical events in order to manipulate the current political environment, and that's not that's not appropriate, in my opinion. Of course, I have a Ph.D. in history, so it means a lot to me. I've spent a good portion of my life studying history, global history, world history, European history, American history, and indeed Russian history. Uh, and I wrote a paper, uh, let's see, 2019, 2018, 2019, and... It, it, the genesis of that article really went back to 2016 when I started working at a in an organization that was highly concerned about a conflict between the United States and Russia and I I you know this thing in the Ukraine was breaking out and I said I need to go back and study my history on the Ukraine. In fact, Ukraine has been Russian for centuries if not a millennia. And Russia, uh, uh, Putin took that point. He says, listen, I need to give you a little history. You want to talk about Ukraine? I need to give you a little history about Ukraine. The Ukrainian is Russian going back uh, literally centuries. And it became Christian in, I think he said 862, something like that, uh, when the head guy got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It became a Christian nation, a Christian country. And uh, the paganism was driven out, and they became a, a Christian nation. Russia becomes Christian. And the Ukraine, which is that southern portion of Russia, uh, has been Russian since then. And then he talked about people that are trying to divide and trying to uh, divide the Ukrainians off of, of, of Russia and create up a separate identity, all of which are part and parcel of the history of the world. The point is this. Uh, it's not like a, a Russia decided to invade, I don't know, the land of England, the island of England, and take over a people that were entirely foreign to them, with natural borders and boundaries, with no real historical uh, uh, compatibility between the Englishmen and the Russians. Uh, it was more of, uh, look, it's kind of like, gee whiz, study American history, and study Mexican history, and, and try to figure out, okay, well, uh, is there ever been boundary disputes between America and Mexico? Yes, there has, I don't know if you've ever studied that. Did um, what's his name invade Mexico around World War One? I? <laughs> I forget the guy's name, famous general, chasing down the bandits. Yes, he did. Uh, was California once a part of the Spanish Empire, or Texas, or New Mexico, or Arizona, or Colorado? Uh, maybe it's worth studying. It may be what's worth finding out. But it, but it, those lands. History ebbs and flows, and so so Putin was making the case that look historically, y'all got nothing to do with this. This is our issue. This is our our trial. This is our borderland. These are our people. Uh, to to and he gave the the historical reasons for it. Highly recommend that you uh, listen to it. It's even though it's a bit long. Um, and then and then with that, I wanted to comment upon the nature the nature of the United States, and it seems to me the United States is the beasts. Is one of the beasts that we are warned about. Uh, I've often said on the show that the beasts in the Bible, Daniel chapter 7, Revelation 13, 17, 18, and 19, are not, you know, they're not eight legged creatures that crawl up out of, out of a swamp somewhere. These are global empires, these are world empires. And the United States is absolutely a global empire, perhaps the greatest global empire that ever lived. Now, you can say, well, we don't actually occupy the territory of say, I don't know, Poland, or uh, Germany, or England, unless you count all of our military outposts in those countries, unless you count the influence our monetary policy has over those countries, unless you count the influence of our diplomatic corps has on the policies and procedures of those countries, and our ability to uh, use the strengths that we have, monetary and, 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 and military, in order to bend the will of the nations to whatever we want them to do. And then he say, okay, okay, <laughs> it's it's an empire. <laughs> and you see that very clearly. And you'll see the uh, cases of, of the beasts in Daniel and Revelation being raging creatures of irrationality that, that act out of jealousy and rage and uh, uh, a desire to have more power than the next beast. And then this situation in the world today in 2024 starts making sense. The United States rages about the globe, looking for wars here, looking for wars there. Is there a reason behind it? Yes and no. Uh, does does it make sense for the interest of the average American? Absolutely not. It does not make sense. Uh, Vietnam could have gone to hell in a handbag, and the communists could have taken over, and and how, how would that affect the average farmer from Iowa? would not have. That's the 1960s and 1970s. And, the, and, you know, they got the domino theory, and I'm familiar with all that. I got my Ph.D. in diplomatic history. I, I, I get all that stuff. But there's a yearning and the desire on the part of the beast to control other empires, to destroy other empires, and, and to have all the power. And that certainly is the United States post-World War II. And we can talk about the people behind it and and, and the people in charge and the people manipulating this against the interests of the average American, and I have. And I have. I give you uh, theological analogies from the book of Revelation where the whore rides the beast. I've done that many times. And my point is this. If you want to be an intelligent Christian, you have to have a theological foundation uh, to your life. How do you get that? You read the Bible. And I don't mean, you know, let's go study one scripture or five scriptures or ten scriptures. You have to have a thorough understanding of the Holy Scriptures from Genesis through the Revelation. You have to. It, it, it has to be a part of your zeitgeist, I guess we could say. It has to be part of how you filter and look at the world. And this is indeed exactly why Satan has driven the Holy Scriptures out of our government schools. Satan and his children. Satan and his Synagogue, Satan and his people, they've driven the Holy Scriptures out of our schools so that when something comes up, up upon us and we're told by the authorities that it is good, we, we, we have nothing to fall back on. We have no other point of view. That's exactly why the Holy Scriptures have been driven out of uh, uh, government schools and indeed out of our churches. Indeed out of our churches. But when you have an understanding from Genesis through the Revelation, things come up and you go, wait a minute. That is, that's not right. I know that's not right. You're trying to build a one-world government? You're trying to coordinate everything globally? Oh, wait a minute. I, I've seen that before. We've seen that before. Hmm, the Tower of Babel? And you go, wait Wait a minute. Hang on a second here. I, I don't think we should go down that road. But if you have no understanding what the Holy Scriptures say about this, what are you going to say? Because they've got all the arguments, they frame the narrative, they, 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 they simply say, well, we're smarter than you and you're ignorant, you never went to college, you don't have a Ph.D. in history, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> and you're, you're left defenseless. All right, And in the conversion of the world to the Antichrist, which is already there, it's been done over the centuries. And it's done primarily in the Christian nations by removing the Holy Scriptures from our societies. Uh, to the extent that it's it's not legal, in, in in practically speaking, to bring the Holy Scriptures to bear upon society. The the Ten Commandments are, are became illegal in our public schools. Who did that? Who did that? Who did that? I'd love for somebody to go back and figure out exactly uh, the religious and ethnic makeup of the people that drove the Ten Commandments out of our schools made prayer in schools illegal i don't know i haven't done that right lately but you know what it probably wasn't a christian preacher could be i'll remind you that judas iscariot was a christian preacher and he betrayed jesus christ by siding with the jews all right i know i know chasing rabbits chasing rabbits How about the Ten Commandments? I wanted to mention the Ten Commandments today. The Ten Commandments are eternal. They never go away. Oh, that's the Old Testament. The Ten Commandments are eternal. They will never go away, ever. When Jesus Christ comes back to rule and reign on earth, the Ten Commandments are not going away. They're going to be imposed upon the nations. And we ought to be imposing them now upon the nations because the alternative is what? Tranny story hour. Tranny story hour. The alternative to the Ten Commandments is tranny story hour. And I'm embarrassed by the my brethren, pastors, ministers that, that will go up there and they either won't teach the Ten Commandments or they're ashamed of the Ten Commandments or they will actively undermine the Ten Commandments of God. Exodus 20, Deuteronomy 5, the Ten Commandments. Now, you go back and you, and you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, especially Matthew, and you'll see that Jesus Christ did nothing to undermine the Ten Commandments. In fact, He established the Ten Commandments Matthew chapter five, Sermon on the Mount. Anybody ever heard of the Sermon on the Mount? Hear about it all the time. Oh, the Beatitudes! Everybody loves the Beatitudes. You know why? Because <laughs> there's no offense in the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes cause no offense to anybody. There's no offense in the Beatitudes. So pastors and ministers, Christian ministers, whether they're Catholic or Protestant, doesn't matter. They will. They love to talk about the Beatitudes. Uh, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, everybody loves that. There's no offense in it. But in in the same passage, Jesus Christ said, hey, listen, anybody that comes along and and teaches you, uh, that, that denigrates the law, that says the law is no more, they said they will be called the very least in the kingdom of heaven. But the people that come along and they teach the Holy Scriptures and they teach the law, they teach the commandments of God, they will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Oh, man, I, I want to remind that of, of pastors. I want to remind preachers of that. You'll be called a great in the kingdom of heaven if you teach the law of God, if you teach the Ten Commandments. Well, you know, the Ten Commandments, that's all. Ta- no, Jesus Christ said, hey, if you, te- if you teach that, if that's what you're teaching, you're going to be called the very least in the kingdom of heaven. I don't care how big your church is. If you make it in judas didn't make it in he was a preacher he was a minister of the gospel he sided with the jews he's in hell today he was a preacher called and chosen had an intimate relationship with jesus christ healed the sick he cast out demons and he went to make nice with the jew and he's in hell today yeah yeah don't tell me it can't happen to christian preachers it does you side with the jews you're a traitor to jesus christ The first commandment points to Jesus Christ. Now I've covered this quite a bit. Well, the Scripture's covered. I, I, I hate to say I covered it because I'm just trying to tell you what the Scripture says. Jesus Christ said, no man has seen the Father. No has seen the Father. It says that m- many times in the Scriptures. Uh, in, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, in, in, in the, what we call the New Testament, in the Greek Scriptures. And yet the Bible says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all their heart, with all their mind, with all thy soul, and thou shalt have no other gods before thee. Well, what God is this? What God is, is, it's Jesus Christ. Who gave Moses the Ten Commandments? It was Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Moses saw, G- Mo- Moses saw God. Moses saw the Lord. Exodus 33, verse 11. He used to speak to the Lord face to face as a man speaks with a friend. But it wasn't a father. Who was he talking to? He was talking to Jesus Christ pre-incarnation. Same with all the prophets, same with the patriarchs, same with Abraham, same with Joseph, same with Jacob. Ezekiel, Elijah. I saw the Lord. I get, I get uh, uh, choked up when I read that scripture. He saw the Lord. He saw the Lord Jesus Christ because no man has seen the Father. The first commandment points to Jesus Christ. The Ten Commandments are for nations. Yes, you and I should obey the Ten Commandments, but they're for nations. They were given to a nation. They were given to a socio-ethnic political group. The ancient nation of Israel. The ancient nation of Israel. Nothing to do with the frauds or the identity thieves today. The the, the current modern country that calls itself Israel are, are nothing but identity thieves and frauds. They're liars, they're Satan's synagogue according to Jesus Christ, Revelation 2.9 Revelation 3.9. And the ancient nation of Israel were supposed to be an example to the world, the whole world. They were supposed to be a light to the nations, an example to all the other nations on what to do. And they said, come, let us go up to the house of the Lord, to, to, to the mountain of God, and, and find out what makes them so great. And it's the Ten Commandments of God. It's the Ten Commandments of God. Second commandment, don't make idols. Third commandment, don't take the name of the Lord that got in vain. And I, I go after Christians and preachers on this. I don't say, oh, he said G.D. or whatever. Or he said, oh, gee, J.C. <laughs> you know, yeah, if offensive, sure, it's offensive. You want to know who takes the name of the Lord in vain? Uh, Judas Iscariot took the name of the Lord in vain. Ouch. Ouch. People wandering around calling themselves Christians and they serve Satan. Take the name of the Lord in vain. I don't mean you got to be perfect. Uh, that, that has got nothing to do with it. Uh, uh, Peter himself says, Lord, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. But I'm telling you, there's a whole movement out there to redefine what Christianity is. And they're re- redefining it. To, well, the Pope is one of them. That's a great example. That's probably my best example. Pope's a Satan worshiper. He takes the name of the Lord, his God, in vain. Takes the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in vain. Hellbound, hellbound. All right, for the Sabbath. Oh, but that's Old Testament. The Sabbath comes from creation before the fall. The Sabbath comes from the, 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 the six days of creation and the day of rest before the fall, before sin even entered the world. God set aside the Sabbath. The Sabbath is eternal. You and I ought to be obeying the Sabbath individually as families, as cities, as counties, as states, as nations. Every state ought to have a law that says, listen, all the businesses are shut down on Sunday. There is no, no, there's no liquor stores open. There's no food stores open. There's no restaurants open. Home Depot is shut down, tight as a drum. Oh, I got to do my chores on, on Sunday morning. No, you need to go to church. Or listen to it online. I do a sermon every Sunday morning. You can listen to me live. You got no excuses. What's the worst that can happen to you if you obey the Sabbath and and get in the Word of God on a Sunday morning? My goodness. You act like this is some sort of overwhelming uh, punishment to you. The Sabbath is, is eternal. It was long before Moses. It came before the fall. Fifth commandment. Jesus Christ talks about the fifth commandment. Jesus Christ says, listen, uh, you're supposed to honor your father and mother. And if you speak evil of them, if you're calling your, your parents and your ancestors racist, you're worthy of death. If you're calling your ancestors racist, you're worthy of death, said Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter fifteen, one through 9. Honor thy race. Honor thy ethnicity. Honor thy parents. Honor thy grandparents all the way back, all the way back. Don't be speaking evil of them, calling them racist and sexist and homophobic and and anti Semitic. You honor them. If you're you're demonizing them, you're worthy of death. Said Jesus Christ. Don't commit murder. Okay, you you pastors say the Ten Commandments are, 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 are gone away. Are you now for murder? Are you for adultery? Are you for stealing? Do you believe it's okay to uh, uh, bear false witness in a court of law so that other people are put to death because that's not against the Ten Commandments now? That's what the Jews say. Jews hate these laws. The laws; These laws only apply to the Jews to the extent that it protects Jews. And they've just simply said, hey, everybody else is not even a human being because of, of their father the devil. Covetousness. Covetousness is an interesting one. Tenth Commandment, don't covet. It's the only one that, well, imagine if you had, you, you're, you're making laws in, in the United States Congress and, and you said, well, you know what, yeah, uh, Johnny has two cars and, and Freddie only has, uh, it doesn't have a car. So we're going to make a law that takes a car away from Johnny and gives one to Freddie. Well, that's covetousness. You're making public policy based on covetousness. How about that? How about that? How does that, how's that roll with you? The entire idea of, 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 of equal ends for everybody all of a sudden is, hey, man, we got to think about this Tenth Commandment here. Isn't that covetousness? Oh, he has more than me, so let's use a law and make a law to take what he's got and give it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the Ten Commandments don't go away. Okay, Jesus Christ taught the Ten Commandments. Jesus Christ warned you. He said if you, you di- if you discount the Ten Commandments, you'll be leased in the kingdom of heaven. He explicitly taught about honoring your ancestors. What would honor your grandparents? What would honor your great-grandparents? Calling them evil names, is that going to honor them? Yeah, you, don't, you don't do that. And especially I'm talking to white, white people. White people are the only ones that, that seem to be tricked by the Jews into hating their own race. Jews don't hate their race. Blacks don't hate their race. Mexicans don't hate their race. Chinese don't hate their race. But when a white race turns away from Jesus Christ, they get hoodwinked into nonsense because they've abandoned the Holy Scriptures. The greatest threat to Satan is the Holy Scriptures. The greatest threat to Satan is, is preachers in the pulpit that preach the Holy Scriptures. Not censor them. Oh, we can't talk about that. That'll offend the Jews. That's what the, the pastors have done. Well, we can't say that because that's offense, that's anti Semitic, and that's racist, that's homophobic. <laughs> And you've bent the knee to the Jew. You've bent the knee to the Antichrist. You've bent the knee to the uh, whore of Babylon. You've you've bent the knee to the the raging beast that goes around the world telling people uh, that homosexuality is good. The United States is the beast. It is the beast. If not the beast, it's a beast. It's a biblical beast. It's insane. It's out of control. It's raging. It's, It's irrational. And it goes out and spreads evil around the world, spreads homosexuality and sodomy and transsexualism around the world. It engages in wars and, and, and kills people who don't bend the knee to Satan's wishes. I hate to say this, but it's, it's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Now, what's the end of the United States? What's the end of the United States? Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy five. Deuteronomy 5 are the Ten Commandments. All right? The consequences of obedience to or disobedience from the Ten Commandments are Deuteronomy 28. This ought to be virtually memorized by the time anybody gets through high school or junior high school. Memorize the Ten Commandments, memorize Deuteronomy 28. This ought to be taught every single day from grade school on in government schools. You can't impose your morality on other people. Well, you're, you're, you got tranny story hour in the public library. Don't tell me that. You got rainbows all over your, your walls. You used to have the Ten Commandments on the walls of the, of the schoolhouse. I remember that when I was a kid, that's how old I am. I remember the Ten Commandments on the wall of the schoolhouse. Tear down that rainbow sodomite flag, burn it, and put up the Ten Commandments on, in every government school in every state of this country. This is where we have to go. This is what reformation looks like. This is what repentance looks like. Oh, we can't impose our morality on other people. Yes, you can. Any law against murder is an imposition of morality. Any law against abortion is an imposition of morality. Any law against theft is an imposition of morality. Passing laws that saying, uh, passing any law against hate speech is an imposition of morality. Come on. Uh, grow a brain between your ears. Laws are impositions of morality. It's whose law? It's God's law or it's Satan's law. That's it. There's no third path. There's no neutrality. The path to neutrality is, is the worship of Satan. Satan offered Eve a third path, offered Eve neutrality. You don't have to worship me, Eve. The devil in the book in the Garden of Eden did not tell Eve to worship him. D- didn't. He just said, "Hey Eve, you're smart enough. You can figure it out yourself. You don't need to listen to Adam. You don't need to listen to God. You don't need to listen to me. You just you're smart enough. You can you can figure it out for yourself." That's what he offered. Same offer on the table today. Yeah, you know you're smart enough. You're wise enough. You can figure this out. You don't need guidance from the Almighty. That's the path of Satanism, and you end up with tranny story hour in your public libraries. All right, I, why do I why do I uh, uh, always gravitate to that? Because it's the most obviously insane policy you could have to teach children that they're not boys or girls this isn't just anti scriptural this is anti biology even if you're a hardcore atheist evolutionist you can't you cannot accept this thing you cannot accept transsexualism well ah uh, yeah yeah what, what kind of thing you got down there? What's, what's, what you got hanging or not hanging down there? Well, biology doesn't. You know, and you're, just, you're, you're literally insane. You're insane. You don't change X, Y gen, uh, 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 genetics to XX. You don't change an XX to X, Y. It doesn't matter what body part you add on or take off. You, literally, you're insane. And, and it's, it's passed for knowledge and sophistication these days. Our country's gone insane. The United States is a raging, insane beast. Revelation chapter 13, Revelation 17, 18, 19. It's an insane beast blaspheming against God, blaspheming against the Holy Ghost, blaspheming against the image of God, committing blasphemy against God by chopping up little boys and girls and calling them something else. We're there, baby. It ain't coming. We're there. We're there. That's what I'd sure like people to understand that. Deuteronomy 28, if you obey the Ten Commandments, including the first commandment, which points to Jesus Christ, your country will be blessed as a country. You'll be blessed. If you reject the Ten Commandments and disobey them as a society, as a society, you'll be cursed. Read through those things and ask yourself whether or not this is going on in the United States today. You know, I, I, I mock these Judeo-Christians who say the reason God's blessed this country is we support the Jews. No, the reason God's cursed this country is because we support the Jews. The reason God's cursed this country is given us tranny story hour is because we've done what Judas Iscariot did, is we've sided with the Jews. We've sided with the Antichrist Jews. They're false Jews. They're liars. They're not the biological offspring of, of Israel. They're not. They're identity thieves, said Jesus Christ in Revelation 2.9 and Revelation 3.9. And as a country, with the influence of these this synagogue of Satan, we've we've thrown the Ten Commandments out. We've thrown out prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. I talked to a couple of Christian ministers who happen to wear the uniform because they're chaplains, and they said it's forbidden for us to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. (laughs) I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. That's our country. So when the United States abandons the Ten Commandments, uh, uh, defies Jesus Christ, you end up with a country in slavery invaded, according to Deuteronomy tw- 28. read it. It's, it's part of your homework. Read Deuteronomy 28. First, I don't know, 15 chapters talking about the blessings that come if, if a country is a nation as a whole, obey the Ten Commandments. The last, I don't know 70 verses talk about all the curses that come upon a nation that disobey the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments were not given to uh, Johnny or Susie who could sign up and take a pledge. They are given to an entire nation. And the nation as a whole said, yeah, we'll obey the Ten Commandments. Okay, They're for a whole nation. They're not your personal morality code. Although we are, it's supposed to be our personal morality, but they're given to a nation, and the nation as a whole should obey them. Oh, you can't impose your morality? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's our job as Christians, as ministers, as, as teachers, as preachers, as Christian men and women to disciple nations, bring discipline to the nations, discipline to the nations. Our job is to bring discipline to the nations and, and, and impose the Ten Commandments upon them. How? Same way it was imposed upon uh, uh, the ancient nation of Israel. Moses comes down and says, so listen, this is God's law. Either take it or leave it. Uh, uh, accept it or don't accept it, But but... There is no third path. And the ancient nation of Israel said, okay, we'll take it. That's what I'm talking about. And, 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 and is there going to be battles? Is there going to be wars? Oh, absolutely. Go ask uh, Elijah. He had to take all the homosexual priests and slaughter them down to the brook, a brook of, I can't remember what, what brook or stream it was. Ask Samuel. Samuel. Hewed Agag Ag to pieces before the Lord at Gilgal. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be bloody. It's already bloody. Ashley Babbitt was shot to death. All right, people are being shot to death because they uh, disobey the beast, disobey the whore that rides the beast. Already bloody. And then you get countries over there that say, you know what, we, we, you know, we're not going to legalize homosexuality. And all the power of the United States government comes down on them to force them to change that. The United States is a force for evil in the world today. A force for evil. And, and, and whether high or whether low, whether soon or, or whether far, far whether uh, uh, next month or next decade, we don't know. But the destruction of America is very clear to anybody that's got eyes to see and ears to hear. And will it get worse? Oh, yeah, it's going to get a lot worse. It's got to get worse before it gets better, in my opinion. that's what I wanted to cover this morning I'm going to leave with this Daniel chapter 7 we're going to read verses 9 through oh about 14 this is Daniel this is long long time after Moses gave the Ten Commandments if you remember the ancient nation of Israel they disobeyed the Ten Commandments and they ended up in exile they ended up in slavery they ended up losing their own land and David the prophet Daniel the prophet Daniel the prophet he goes and he makes a prayer to God and he says this He's praying to God. He says, we have not obeyed the Lord our God or kept the laws that he gave us through his servants, the prophets. All Israel has transgressed thy law and turned away, refusing to obey you. Therefore, the curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses. This is Deuteronomy 28. That's what he's referring to. The servant of God have been poured out upon us because we have sinned against you. You have fulfilled the words spoken against us and against our rulers by bringing on us this great disaster. Under the whole heaven, nothing has ever been done like what has been done to Jerusalem. Just as it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us. Yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning away from our sins or giving attention to your truth. The Lord did not hesitate to bring the disaster upon us, for the Lord our God is righteous in everything He does. Yet we have not delayed Him. We have not obeyed Him. Okay, He's saying this. He's saying, look, Moses gave us the law, and the prophets warned us to obey that law. But we didn't. And so all the curses that, that Moses wrote down in Deuteronomy 28 have been poured out upon us as a nation. And when you read the prophets, whether it's, whether it's Jeremiah or Isaiah or Obadiah or Zechariah, they prophesy in terms of the Ten Commandments. And they're looking at the ancient nation of Israel and they're saying, You're going to be cursed and you're going to be destroyed because you've rejected the Ten Commandments. So when they're prophesying gloom and doom on Judah or Israel, they're prophesying in terms of the Ten Commandments, specifically in the terms of Deuteronomy 28 with the blessing and the curse. They're not coming up with, they're not smoking peyote and coming up with weird sayings. They're saying, Look, dude. Here's the deal: the Ten Commandments are God's law. We've rejected the Ten Commandments. We've rejected Jesus Christ, and now you're going to be cursed with wars and disease and famine, and starvation and invasion. When the prophets prophesy of these bad things that are going to happen to the ancient nation of Israel, they're talking in terms of Deuteronomy 28 and the Ten Commandments. That that's where it comes from. It's not it's not some mysterious uh, you know bad pizza night. With too much too many jalapenos on it. It's in terms of the Ten Commandments and Deuteronomy twenty-eight. And that has not gone away. It has not gone away for the United States of America. This country will return to the Ten Commandments. Or it's over. And it's already over. We just it's just it's a cleanup operation right now. This country's been destroyed from the inside out, from the inside out, by treasonous pastors, Judeo Christian pastors by the enemy within, the Jews within, the synagogue of Satan within, by men with no backbone. I mentioned this, I don't know, a day or two ago when I did my last podcast. I said, you want to know why the white man has turned away from Jesus Christ? You want to know why the white man has turned away from the church and turned away from Jesus Christ? It's because the church has turned away from Jesus Christ. The church has turned away from Jesus Christ. We're literally ashamed of the words of God. We're ashamed of what Jesus Christ did. When's the last time you heard a sermon about the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy 28 in in, in your parish? Like, never. Like, never. Like, never. Most of the Bible, all the prophets prophesy in terms of the Ten Commandments and the blessing and the curse of Deuteronomy 20. Like, when have you ever had that coming out of the pulpit? Never. When an evil people stripped the Ten Commandments from our schools, what did the church do? Oh, well, I guess the rapture's coming soon oh, well, you can't criticize the Jews because they're God's chosen people. We have some fundamental uh, change to be thinking about in in regard to our theology. And I'm just trying to give you what the Holy Scripture says. More to come. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.